Hey guys, it's Simon. This is Pro Wrestling Unlimited as we are here on the 25th of April, 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw. I enjoyed tonight's Monday Night Raw. I'm going to say that right now. I enjoyed tonight's show. There wasn't much where I was like, yeah, that sucked or that was bad. There were some things where I was like, yeah, that just wasn't good. Or oh, I didn't like the way that there were things I will agree or I'll admit there were things I didn't like, but for the most part, I enjoyed tonight's Monday Night Raw. Got through the whole thing and went, that was pretty good. That right there was pretty dang good. So we got the good stuff to talk about tonight. I mean, this, I'm going to say it right off the bat. Tonight's Monday Night Raw felt more like a Raw after WrestleMania than this year's Raw after WrestleMania. Just going to say it. Just going to say it. But with that, we've got a lot to talk about. And before we do that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. If you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. You take that Amazon Prime account, you take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. With Prime Gaming, you get a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, it doesn't even have to be your Amazon account. It could be anybody's Amazon account. They don't know whether it's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, anybody. Anybody. Link your Amazon, that Amazon account to your Twitch account. Bada bing, bada boom. Your Prime Gaming. On the flip side, though, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Also remember, all Super Chats do get read live on the air. Remember, you can also hit that donate button down below, not donate button, join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. We got one non-news video up right now. It's a retro review from last week. It's back, uh, Battleground 2013, the Rhodes Dynasty against the Shield, and tomorrow... I will be doing another. I will be doing another retro review as we will actually be doing the follow-up to that battleground match. It's from Monday Night Raw in 2013 when the Rhodes Dynasty defeated the Shield to become the WWE Tag Team Champions. That video will be going up at some point tomorrow for channel channel members and Patreon subscribers over at patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Because remember. You could be a channel member, and being a channel member, we should highly, highly appreciate. But it's better if you subscribe to Patreon. A number of different reasons. One, uh, well, it's more directly supporting us. YouTube ain't taking a cut. None of that like that. But subscribing on Patreon also means that everything is in one place. You don't have to go through all the community tab stuff to find all of our, our posts for members and stuff. It's just less of a hassle if you just do it on Patreon. It's all there 
all kept clean, nice, neat, and it's good for you guys. Also, finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Whether you're buying a new game, buying an old game, claiming the free games, or getting V-Bucks for Fortnite, we need you. Remember to put in that creator code. Creator code PWUnlimited. Put in the code, and you'll be supporting us right here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. It doesn't cost you anything extra to do so. Just when you're spending money through Epic, whether that's on the Epic Game Store on your computer, or whether that's through Rocket League and Fortnite on your PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, Switch, or phone, well... You have to put in that creator code. You don't have to, but we highly, highly, highly would appreciate it if you do. Code PWUnlimited. But with that, we got Monday Night Raw to talk about as well. So start it off with the Randy Orton 20th anniversary celebration. Loved it. I thought the video they played here at the beginning of the show was great. I liked everything about this. And it set up our main event. Riddle's in the ring with some of the roster, maybe most of the roster, surrounding the ring, and Seth sitting at the announce table. No, it wasn't all the roster. It was most of the roster, the Raw roster. Riddle then basically said, we're going to play a video, and they showed us stuff from Randy Orton's career. The first thing they showed us was Randy Orton's SmackDown debut, April 25th, 2002, where he defeated Hardcore Holly again 20 years ago on SmackDown then we got just a phenomenal, a fantastic video that spanned Randy Orton's 20-year career, showed him an evolution, showed him winning his first world title, his time as the legend killer, and his many other title reigns, including tag team championships, the Intercontinental title, world championships, and so forth, and even his current tag team title run with Riddle. Orton finally made his way out to the ring after Riddle gave him a grandiose introduction. He said, and now let me introduce to you the Viper, the Apex Predator, the Legend Killer, my best friend, Randy Orton. Orton came out and said he's been having a lot of fun. He said his career's been great, but right now, probably is the best time he's ever had in his career because of Riddle and how fun and, and how much he just loves what he's doing. And Riddle helped reignite his passion for this business. Orton said that he appreciated Riddle, and he mentioned that it's fitting we're doing this tonight in Knoxville because many of you might not know, I was born right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. I didn't know that. He said, he even said, check Wikipedia, it's true. I loved that line. I loved that line. Orton said, there have been a lot of, a lot of ups and downs. But he hoped that the fans weren't getting sick of him because he wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. He's here for the long time. Orton said that he's had a lot of great moments and matches, including ones against John Cena, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Undertaker, and McFoley. He said, well, in fact, McFoley made me the legend killer. Triple H and Rick, well, they deserve a lot of credit as well. Orton Excuse me, Orton was having more fun than he's ever had, as he stated. He said it a couple of times. He even looked at Riddle and said, uh, I love you, man, and they hugged. Orton said that the fans have always supported him through everything, and he loved them for that. Riddle then said, I got another surprise for you. It's somebody else that looks up to you, somebody that considers you a mentor. And Riddle would introduce the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Cody would come out. And almost looked like he was going to get emotional here for a moment before he gave Orton a hug. And 
Riddle got this look on his face like he was jealous that Cody got the hug. But I think he was just playing around. Rollins then grabbed a mic and was like, whoa, 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 hold on. Enough of all this. Enough of this. Don't listen to that man, Cody Rhodes. He's a liar. Rollins warned Orton not to trust him. Rhodes, that is. He claimed that Rhodes was just there to steal the spotlight. He wasn't here for Randy. He was here for himself. Rollins then told Rhodes that not everything has to be about you, my friend. Rollins said that tonight was about Orton. And, well, his time has passed. So that's why we're celebrating his past. Rollins said the next generation wouldn't be inspired by you. Wouldn't be inspired by... He said the next generation wouldn't be inspired by him. Not Orton, not Riddle, not Rhodes. And then Ezekiel would interrupt. I love this new thing they're doing with Ezekiel. Where he's like, he comes out and goes, sorry, 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 I hate to interrupt. I, you know I don't like interruptions. But, so now he's the one interrupting people. Like, if you're going to do this whole Ezekiel thing, that's a great way to do it. Because as Elias, he hated getting interrupted. Getting inter- Why can't I say this word? As Elias, he loved getting interrupted. Or hated getting interrupted. Now, as Ezekiel, his thing has been for the last couple of weeks, he interrupts others. I think it's freaking genius, whoever came up with that idea. He said, as a newer superstar on the roster, I want to introduce myself to Mr. Orton here. As I watched you growing up, Kevin Owens then comes out, whoa, 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 does the same thing Orton kind of does. He's like, that man is not Ezekiel. He's a liar. He's Elias. I don't know how you duped the lie detector test. I don't know how you passed it. I'm going to figure that out. But you're Elias. Admit it. No one's kept ranting and ranting before the Usos would eventually make their way out to the ring. Usos said their favorite Orton moment would be when they arc, when they beat RK Bro at Backlash to unify the titles. They said, we've been watching you since we were like 15 years old. We were like, we big. We were like, way down here. Now we're high level with you. I'm going to take your belts. I loved that as well. I thought there were some phenomenal lines here and no moments throughout this whole segment. That was really, really good. And I liked that line as well, where they're like, we were little. We were like 15 years old. Little wee boys watching you and you started your career. But now we're up here and we're eye level with you. And I'm like, oh, that was a good one. Very good. Adam Pierce would then make his way out to the ring as well. Seas parted. Not for Adam Pierce, but heels on one side, babies on the other. Adam Pierce said, you know what I see? I see an opportunity for an eight-man tag team match. Will be Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and the Usos taking on the team of Cody Rhodes, Ezekiel, and RK Bro. Owens then decked Ezekiel. Thornton dropped Owens with an RKO to end the segment. I thought this was great. Oh, this was a perfect opener. I know people go, oh, a lot of talking to open these Raws. But for what this was, I thought this was fantastic. I know people complain every week. Ugh. 10, 20-minute talking segments to open Raw. Let's just get action right off the bat. Oh, I really liked this as the opener. In the back, before we went to a commercial break, we saw the mayor, Glenn Jacobs, mayor of Knox County, Glenn Jacobs, that is, uh, speaking with Bianca Belair. Before she went out to defend her championship. And this, this sucked. Not because the action was bad or anything, because they did the whole... Sonya lost by, by count out. Nope, restart it. No count outs. Then she gets disqualified. Nope, restart it. No DQ. I hate, hate, 
hate that bull crap. So the match goes 45 seconds. Belair chucked DeVille over the announce table, jumped back in the ring and won. DeVille grabbed the mic and said, no, there's water over here. I slipped. I couldn't get my, my bearings about me. I couldn't stand up and walk back to the ring. No count outs. Restart the match. No count outs. So then they're fighting and they're fighting and they're fighting for about 52 seconds before DeVille hit Belair with a chair. She said, uh, she got disqualified and said, no, 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 no. I was defending myself. She used a foreign object in her hair, so I used one in a chair. How about, you know what? We're restarting the match. This new one, no count outs, no DQ. She then started waving. And as she was waving, out came Carmella and Queen Zelina. This match went about six minutes, and it was basically a handicap match. DeVille immediately, like I said, signaled to the back. Out came her assistance. Well, not assistance, but her, her help. We then go to commercial break. After the break, they were teaming up on Belair, who fought them off. DeVille drove Belair face first into the middle turnbuckle and gave her a DDT on the steel chair for a near fall. Belair once again fought off, fought off both Zelina and Carmelo before giving DeVille a KOD for the pinfall victory. Belair retains the titles, and the crowd's all happy. But here's my question. And maybe I'm not remembering this because they've had so many different contradicting segments. Wasn't the last time we saw Carmella and Zelina, they weren't friends anymore? They lost the belts and then were, were not friends. I, yeah. I don't remember which was the last time we saw them. Like, this Carmella's Zelina stuff has been very confusing. And they come out together and I go, wait. I thought they hated each other now. Maybe not. Oh, never mind. We go to commercial. When we come back, Carmella and Zelina are arguing with uh, Sonia in the back. Sonia say, hey, you didn't, you didn't fulfill your duties. I told you if you help me win the title, I'll give you an opportunity to get your titles back. And they're like, no, 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 no. You just said if we help you. And Zelina was, and, you know, Zelina tried to step to DeVille and was like, you said all we had to do was come help you when we get an opportunity. And so he goes, I'm your boss. I am the authority figure here. I'm the official. She slaps Zelina. Carmella goes, whoa, excuse me. What was that all for? You know, da 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 And DeVille slaps Carmella again, but even harder. DeVille goes, I'm your boss. You do what I say. She walked off. I liked Sonya DeVille as an authority figure for a very long time. But now I feel like Anna Pierce, fire her ass. Get her ass fired. Because I don't like the whole, I'm an authority figure, so I could do what I want. I could be a, a wrestler and authority. You know, no. No, 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 no. This is going to get old quick. It already is. Like, no. Then Edge and Damian Priest were talking in the back. Just like last week, Edge sat in his throne. They had the scales of justice, and Damian Priest standing next to him. Edge said the priest would finish his business with Finn Balor tonight. I'm like, I thought that was business weeks ago. Edge then insulted the Tennessee College football team, the, um, what are they called, the um, volunteers. He mocked the fans and mocked AJ Styles, saying that AJ's now got a bum arm. If AJ wants to try and fight him with one arm, I guess he can maybe do a phenomenal forearm with one arm. Maybe he should stay home and just hug his kids with one arm. Priestin said Balor would face his judgment day tonight. As we learned later, as Balor was making his way to the ring for his match, Judgment Day is the name of the group. As they said, making his way to the ring, representing Judgment Day 
Damien Priest. So I'm like, oh. So not only is that a catchphrase, it's the name of the group. Uh, I don't. I didn't know someone can do a finger job as an official uh, since Saturday. Next up, we had Veer Mahan against Sam Smothers. Match went 36 seconds, and he won quickly by by ugh, won quickly by submission with the cervical clutch. Get the million dollar arm clothesline, and then the cervical clutch. After the match, Mahan. Uh, after the match, Mahan put a uh, slammed the guy through the or on the announce table. The table didn't break. Mahan then leapt on the announce table and applied the hold yet again. Another cervical clutch. As we move forward, Sarah Shriver was interviewing Bobby Lashley in the back as he was warming up. She goes, "Whoa, um, you're getting ready for an arm wrestling challenge. Why are you? You know, is this the right way to get ready for that? It looks like you're getting ready for a match." He goes, I always got to be ready for anything. I know it's an arm wrestling contest, but with almost an MVP out there, this might not be just that. It might be more, so I want to be ready for anything. Lashley said that he was pretty confident in his arm wrestling abilities, but he doesn't trust Omos or that slimy scumbag MVP. Uh, Ethan, we already did the Twitch poll. You're a little late, bud. Then it showed tweets from John Cena, Drew McIntyre, and Triple H congratulating Randy Orton on his anniversary. And then we had the arm wrestling challenge. Omos was sort of winning early on, and MVP was rooting him on with on the mic. And then Lashley just overpowered him and slammed him down, his arm that is, and picked up the victory. Omos then attacked Lashley afterwards, slammed him, slammed his arm, and then they stood over him. Cool. We then got a earlier today segment with our truth, Tamina, Tazawa, Reggie, Dana. There was all of them together. Our truth said that he needed to do some couples counseling. He then said that the couples counseling will conclude with a mixed tag team match later tonight. And yes, I'm a new newly crowned official. I got a certificate to show it. I can be the referee. He then said also, while this match is going on, 24-7 title could not be taken. So then we had that match that lasted a minute and a half. Basically, they went back and forth, Tamina and Dana at the start. Then the men got tagged in. Kazawa uh, countered, and, countered and reversed a few moves of Reggie before slamming Reggie down. He then got to the top rope, looked at Tamina, said, I love you, and then slammed right on top of uh, Reggie with a senton off the top rope. Truth, truth counted the pin, one, two, three. Yeah. After the match, Zao tried to pin Dana Brooke to get the 24-7 title. Truth broke it up. Which I'm like, why is Truth breaking this up? Truth still dressed as the referee, though. Now we learned why he broke it up. Rolls up Dana Brooke and actually tried counting his own, but couldn't keep the roll up and the count going. He got a two off of it. And then she ran away, Dana Brooke, that is. Next up, we had the Becky Lynch segment. Becky made her way down to the ring, and she was heartbroken. She said it's been three years since she walked out on Monday Night Raw without a championship. Three years since somebody has been able to beat her. 
She almost didn't even want to be here tonight because she didn't know who Becky Lynch is without the title. Said, quote, I've hit rock bottom. And then she laughs and goes, but that's it. That means I've hit rock bottom and there's only up from here. Lynch goes, but that's all I really had to say, so I'm done. Lynch went to drop the mic. And then goes, no, 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 no. So I got that wrong. I got that wrong. My notes are a little jumbled up here. So she said the first, first she said, I've hit rock bottom. That's it. That's all I have to say. She goes to put the mic down and goes, wait, no. Rock bottom means that there's only up to go from here. I'm going to get my belt back. She goes, no one can beat me. I'm the best at making comebacks. I'll make another epic comeback. And then out would come Asuka. Asuka would make her way out to the ring to a huge reaction from the crowd. Lynch froze in the ring. And Asuka did her whole thing. She danced down to the ring. She danced in the ring. She got in Becky's face. Becky basically kind of said, what are you doing here? And she said, I will stop you because nobody is ready for Asuka. She then booped or maybe flicked. I couldn't tell the nose of Becky Lynch. Becky went, Went to swing at Asuka. Asuka ducked it, swung back, and Becky bailed. Well, now we're getting a short-term Becky-Asuka feud. Cool. This is a great feud for Asuka's first feud in almost a year. Asuka's been gone since Money in the Bank last year. And, I mean, we've seen in the past, Asuka-Becky Lynch matches are freaking fantastic. So this match is going to be just as good, probably. Backstage, Street Profits spoke about Orton before congratulating Belair on retaining her title. They spoke about tonight's match before announcing per Adam Pierce that they would face the winners of the tag team title unification match. We then had Damian Priest taking on Finn Balor in a seven and a half minute match. And like I stated earlier, Edge, or no, Priest made his way down to the rule. Edge was on the stage and watched the whole thing. Balor makes his entrance. Priest makes his entrance, but during his entrance, like I stated, they are now calling them Judgment Day. As they said, making his way to the ring, representing Judgment Day, Damian Priest. And again, Edge watched from the stage the entire match. Early on in this match, Priest gave Balor a razor's edge onto the apron, and this led to a break about a minute and a half into the match. Excuse me for that. Balor came back with his usual offense and countered a choke slam into a cradle for a two. Balor went to the top rope, but was distracted by Edge. This was the dumbest shit ever. Literally, Edge does this. He stands up and Balor freezes on the top rope and is just like halfway up. He's like got one foot on the middle rope, one foot on the top rope, both hands on the top rope, and he just goes, and he looks over at Edge on the ramp or up at the top of the stage and he's just looking at him and all of a sudden Priest kind of crawls over and rah, throttles him, grabs him by the throat. Big choke slam off the top, flatliner, Priest picks up the victory. I'm like, what the fuck? Edge got supernatural powers now. Edge even said in his promo earlier, which I forgot to mention, he was like, the fans just don't get it. They say that I've stolen Undertaker's purple light. Well, I'm better than all of your past heroes or something like that. And I'm like, okay, okay. 
But regardless, Damian Priest defeats Balor because Balor, Balor got distracted by Edge standing up. He didn't even make a sound when he stood up. How the fuck did that distract him? Like in real life, how would somebody just standing up distract you? Dumb. Next up, we had Miz TV with his guest, Theory. Miz introduced Theory, and the two took a uh, selfie in the middle of the ring. Miz spoke about their similarities, spoke about them both being, well, Theory being a current and Miz being a former U.S. champion. So there's never been a champ. He said, there hasn't been a good U.S. champion in 12 years. And Theory goes, wait, weren't you the champion 12 years ago? Miz goes, correct. Miz then said that, you know, when I started here, I kind of floundered a little bit, but I grew into who I am, and I earned the the on the front of my name. And Theory goes, wait, you're saying that I need to be the Theory? The Theory? No, 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 no. Mr. McMahon has assured me that Theory is who I am. Theory said that he looked up to Miz, though, and planned on living up to his standards. Crowd started giving him the what chant, and Theory just goes, hey, shut up. And he got through the promo. I liked it. They're going through and they're doing all their things when all of a sudden out would come Mustafa Ali. Ali was all smiles as he made his way down to the ring and the crowd kind of somewhat a little bit chanted welcome back. Miz asked if Ali still worked here and Theory asked if he was the guy who took his ball and went home. Miz made a joke at Ali's expense saying maybe that they should have let him go and Ali said if he wanted to laugh he would watch Miz try to wrestle. Ollie then said, I'm going to challenge you, Theory, for the U.S. title. The crowd cheered. Theory said, no, I ain't defending my belt tonight. Ollie wondered if Theory was all biceps and no balls. Ollie said that Theory was running away, just like the Miz does from a fight. Theory then stood up for the Miz and called him a future Hall of Famer who would never run away from a fight. Miz then said he would love to embarrass Ollie, but... He doesn't have a magic wand to make matches. And Theory goes, I do. I just texted, texted Mr. McMahon, and uh, the match is on. It's you and Ali. I was like, oh, that was great. That was great. I love that. Where Miz is like, I don't got a magic wand to make matches. And all, Theory just goes, I do. I texted Mr. McMahon. He said, you can have the match. I loved that. I loved that. Miz then told Ali, quote, I'm going to make you wish. You got your walking papers. And Ollie smacked the Miz. Mustafa Ali then took on the Miz in a six minute and 45 second match. Miz was in control early on until Ali came back with a spinning kick, a chop, and a rolling neck breaker for a two. Miz responded with a DDT for a two of his own. Miz then shoved Ali off the top rope and landed. He landed awkwardly on his leg, where Miz then went for the figure four. Ollie reversed it, cradled Miz, and picked up the victory. Miz was shocked. As Ollie was celebrating, he walked up the ramp. He went to pose on the stage, and boom! Out comes Tommaso Ciampa, who rushes him. Excuse me. Who rushes him, decks him, and knocks him out out of nowhere. Also, Corey Graves only called him Ciampa. I don't know if that's going to be his name going forward. There's been some rumors today that they may have taken Tommaso off of his name. But if so, Graves did call him just Champa. Also, I don't know what happened. 
but Champa looks like he gained two more abs. Like Champa's always had great abs, but he looks like he gained two more and they were even more cut and defined. Like, holy crap. But anyways, yeah, they only called him Champa. So I don't know if this is an official name change because as of, I looked, and I can look again. As of when this segment went down on Raw, he was still only, he was still Tommaso Ciampa on WWE's website. So, yeah, on WWE's website, he's still Tommaso Ciampa. So, I will keep an eye on this. I will keep checking it throughout the next day or so to see if they do make the change. But they only called him Ciampa. There's been a rumor going around on Twitter this afternoon that they, they're going to take Tommaso off his name. But... This WWE.com profile still says Tommaso Ciampa. Got the Raw logo showing that he's a member of the Raw roster and everything, which they added like two weeks ago. But, saying, they haven't taken Ciampa off of his name on the website. Not official. In the back, Sarah Schreiber interviewed Rhea Ripley. Ripley said that she finally opened her eyes when it came to Liv Morgan. When she first arrived on Raw, she won the championship on her own. She then had teammates. And they all dragged her down. Liv then barged in and didn't even really say much. She yelled at Rhea and then they started fighting. They were ripped apart and there we go. So in the back, Chad Gable argued with Owens about payment from last week's segment where he administered the lie detector test. Owens still didn't want to pay him. He's like, no, your lie detector test was wrong and it was bad and I'm not paying you. Rollins would then interrupt because he wanted to speak to Owens. They argued until the Usos interrupted. A lot of interruptions. Jay and Jimmy told them, stay on the same page. They got a big match tonight. Rollins and Owens, uh, Rollins and Owens don't want to be on Roman's bad side. Rollins laughed and the Usos walked away. Rollins tried to play nice with Owens, but Owens walked away from him as well. Kevin Patrick then interviewed MVP and Omos. MVP said that the arm wrestling challenge wasn't about Braun. It was about brains, and Lashley showed why he doesn't have any. Omos then said, I want a rematch at WrestleMania Backlash. It's me against you. So we went into our main event. That right there, we just talked about, ended. So, Cody. How do I have this written out? I wrote, I wrote this. This is interesting. So, Cody had made his entrance at about 10.30. Eastern time, 10.37.30 Pacific. And in between that, in a, I want to say, 19-minute span, we got the MVP Omos interview, Ezekiel enters, RK Bro enters, the Usos enter, Owens enters, Rollins enters, Ezekiel then attacks Owens, the two teams brawl, we go to break. We come back, the match is finally underway. There was almost 20 minutes from when Cody entered to when the match actually officially started. Holy fucking crap. I don't have a full, like, how long this match went, but as far as on television, we saw 15 minutes of it. We don't, it went about 16 maybe, 17 max, because it started during the commercial break. Also, also, Ezekiel's just Ultimate Warrior. This man with the tassels, when he raises his arms up, like, because after the match win, the baby faces won, you know, Orton's celebrating on the, the, the second turnbuckle, and they show everybody else in the ring, and Ezekiel goes like this, and the tassels are hanging down, and because he's jacked as freaking A, 
He looks like Warrior. I'm like, oh, hell, Warrior right there. Got the body. Maybe not as defined and cut up, but it's as, almost as big as Warrior. And so when he lifts the arms with the tassels, I'm like, he's the new Ultimate Warrior or something? Anyways, match. Gordon and Rhodes worked together early on, but the Usos used their numbers advantage to take control over Rhodes. Rollins waited for Rhodes to be beat down before tagging himself in, but Rhodes fought off and tagged in Ezekiel. Ezekiel hit Rollins with a jumping knee and a spine buster for a two. Rollins tagged in and hit a few moves until Jimmy Uso attacked him from behind, and then Rollins brought him down with an impressive reverse suplex or superplex. After a break, Riddle brought down Rollins with a floating bro, but Jimmy prevented the tag. Riddle fought him off, but the heels knocked all of the baby faces off the apron so he couldn't tag out. Owens hit a senton for a two, but Orton managed to tag himself in. Orton then handed out back suplexes to Jimmy, no, to Jay, Rollins, and Owens all on the announce table before giving Jay a draping DDT, where Corey Graves says, the boss ain't here, but I'll say it. Vintage Randy Orton. Called Michael Cole the boss. Very interesting. Cody Rhodes then gave Rollins a disaster kick. And Orton followed this up with an RKO. Ezekiel assisted Orton in giving Owens an RKO. And Riddle assisted Orton in giving Jimmy an RKO. If I'm going to give one criticism to this match, Orton's standing there in the middle of the ring just like ready to jump. And Jimmy's just on the top rope. Why would you jump, Jimmy? Why would Jimmy jump? Orton and Riddle are literally standing there waiting. Why would you jump, Jimmy? Jimmy jumps. Well, no, 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 I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Jimmy gets the RKO, then Jay goes to the top and jumps. Why would Jay jump? If he had any kind of common sense, he wouldn't have jumped. Anyways, Jay jumps off the top rope, I guess, for a splash, but it's like Randy was on his knees and then got to his feet, and then hits the RKO, so it's not like you weren't going to hit anything anyways. I digress. Yes, I get them mixed up since Saturday. I corrected myself. It was Jay. Jimmy took the RKO in the ring, then Jay jumped off the top rope, took an RKO, and got pinned one, two, three. Now, the finish to me was just kind of a little meh, because it just didn't make sense. Why would somebody jump? I mean, I get it. They wanted a cool-looking RKO. But in all actuality, in real life, you see Orton right there, even see Riddle standing over there who could jump in and hit an RKO. Why would you jump? Yeah, I would just climb down and then maybe run at him and then get caught with an RKO. But it makes it makes Jay Uso look stupid for jumping, basically saying, Catch me, Randy. But anyways, all the baby faces posed at the end of the show. Cody, for some reason, dropped down to a knee. Maybe to praise Randy. I don't know. But he dropped down to a knee at one point and the show went off the air. And that was Monday Night Raw. With that, you know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Raw. Remember, you can put a super chat in the YouTube chat. You can put a text message in my text message bin at 510-906-1341. Five, five, uh, five oh, nope, hold on. Let's see, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know why I can't remember the phone number anymore. Number is 510-906-1341. As we check the polls first, though, 
far as the Twitch poll does go. Whoop, 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 whoop. Poll. Our Twitch poll does go. Everybody on Twitch liked the show tonight. That's good to see. 100% of you liked it. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 76% liked the show, 16% thought it was just all right, and 6% did not like Raw. And finally, as far as the YouTube poll does go, 77% liked the show. Basically the same. 77% liked the show, 15% thought it was just all right, and 8% did not like Raw. As we move forward here, as far as the text messages do go, where it says, do you still think Cody should always start Raw? Not always, no. Cody doesn't need to be in the opening segment every week. No. Where it says, Becky Lynch and Oscar return in unforgettable fashion tonight. Well, technically this wasn't... I wouldn't call this a return for Becky. We saw Becky three weeks ago at WrestleMania. She's been on the house shows every week since. It's saying a return. But uh, the person does ask, do you see them facing off at WrestleMania Backlash? Very, very likely, yes. Right now we do have... How many matches are official for Mania Backlash? We have... uh, Let me see the card. I have it right here. So far we have one, two, three, four, five matches. They can add two or three more. Yeah, I can see this for sure being added to the card. It says, I dig Becky's new crazy gimmick. Yeah, I think it works. Versus I liked Raw tonight. Who do you like to win Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Championships WrestleMania Backlash? Who do you think more like of more in... De- Can't write sentences. As far as Backlash goes, I'm not giving my predictions yet. I wanted to let this flesh out. We got two more episodes of Raw. No, two more episodes of SmackDown. Another episode of Raw. We got to see how that all plays out. I would put it on RK Bro, but I would assume possibly the Usos. Uh, I don't know why this person's asking me SmackDown stuff. Zaylee's on SmackDown. Here's a good question: Did Mustafa Ali sign a new deal? I guess his problems with Vince are fixed, or was he just tired of sitting at home? No, this has nothing to do with Mustafa Ali changing his mind or anything Mustafa Ali wanted. This is all Vince just saying, "Ah, hey pal, uh, we're using you this week. You're back on TV." This has nothing to do with Mustafa Ali being tired of sitting at home. No. Also, no, he did not sign a new deal. He's still under the same deal with WWE. But what happened was he got drafted to SmackDown. He came up with this, like, pro-America type gimmick. Vince liked it at first, then said, nah, I don't want to do it. Ali then got mad, had a verbal argument with Vince, and Vince said, ah, fuck it, send him home. And they haven't used him since October 29th, 2021. It was not Mustafa Ali's decision to sit home. Not at all. It was Vince's decision to not use him. So a lot of people are are confused about that. And it's like, we've talked about that multiple times. I don't know how people are still confused. This was Vince sitting him home, sitting him at home, not him and not wanting to come to work. Now, granted, he did ask for his release and they denied it. He doesn't want to be there. Maybe, I don't know if his mind's changed and he said, screw it. He didn't have a choice. If they said be at Raw this week, he had to be at Raw. It wasn't him saying, I want to show up at Raw this week. I want to be on the show. No. It has nothing to do with what Ali wants. Ali, for the most part, could have been like, I'll stay home. No. If they told him come to Raw and he said no, he'd be a breach contract. So, no, this has nothing to do with Ali changing his mind or getting a new deal. Not at all. Not at all. 
and yep that is gonna do it i thought i had one more text message but i did not i accidentally clicked the same one twice so with that guys i want to say thank you for joining me here twitch.tv forward slash pw unlimited youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited and twitter.com forward slash pw unlimited I should be streaming in a little bit, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. Not sure what I'm going to play over there. Play a couple of games, maybe. Maybe we'll do a Jackbox stream if some of you guys do want to join in on that. We will be streaming some WWE 2K22 tomorrow as well, because tomorrow, the first DLC pack drops. Tomorrow is the first DLC pack with, I want to say, see if I can remember this off the top of my head. We've got Rikishi. We've got Yokozuna. We've got Umaga. We got Casey Cat and Zaro, and I think there's one more person. Yes, Thomas, I know Edge is on the 20, 2009 Judgment Day poster. I get it. That has nothing to do with the name of the group. I, I get you're trying to make a funny. It's not. I'm trying to remember who else is in that DLC. I think I'm missing a name. Um, WWE 2K22 DLC. It is. I know it's it's Yokozuna. Omas, that's the one I was missing. Yokozuna Umagi, Umaga. I don't know why I said Umagi. Yokozuna Umaga, Rikishi, Omas, and Casey Catanzaro. Those drop tomorrow. The Bonsai Pack. But with that, guys, again, I want to say thank you for joining me here tonight. Have a great night. I'll see some of you guys in a little bit. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. Have a good one. See you next time, guys.